You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral, with me, Steve Sidwell, and of course, the main man, Joe Cole. Coley, we're going to get straight into it, we're going to get our guest in. Uh, joining us today is a man of many talents, um, a marauding centre forward that struck the fear into defenders up and down the country for over two decades. Um, he spends his time now designing and selling cars to the stars. He does loads of charity work, which is yeah. great. But also, get on this, he does the odd bit of coaching for Rod Stewart's, Sir Rod Stewart's, yeah. under 10 side. Um, it's the one normally, Marlon Harewood. Mazza, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank let's get straight into it. <laughs> Sir Rod, uh, you're coaching an under 10 team called The Hoops, is that right? It is, it is. It's, uh, it was a surprise to me, don't worry. <laughs> when you're saying it, it's, uh, it was a surprise to me, but it's for my uh, charity that you just said about, Dumb Food Mission. Um, there's a few people like asking questions and said, do you mind if Marlon comes down and coach some of the lads? And I, I, when people talk about Rod Stewart, I'm not really phased about things like that because it's a different era. But when you, where you just spoke about it, it makes me think like, Jesus, people are really aura of the, the, yeah. the man. He's a, he's a yeah. massive statue of a guy. You don't get yeah. much bigger than some mate, Rod. No, mate, you don't. Rod the mod, isn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, he, um, I mean, I've, I've never actually met him, but his kids went to the same nursery as ours. Yeah. And it was a school fate and everyone was like, Wonder if Rod's gonna come. Rod's gonna, and what? Like I'm thinking. Wonder what he's gonna. He wore white linen, oh, white linen, brilliant. like a, a man from Del Monte hat and shades. He looked like a rock star, innit? And I was just like, I was so nervous. I was like, this guy's. Yeah, see, I, I'm not like that. I wasn't nah. like that at all. When I meet him, he comes over with a good old little yeah. chat. Just like I was gonna a say, normal so person. He's, he's quality. When you meet yeah. someone, and you're yeah. thinking. God, they're, they're on a pedestal there, but yeah. is he, I, I take it he's just down to earth. Down to earth, brilliant. mate. Yeah. He's, he's top guy. I, I, I wasn't expecting what I expected because obviously when you talk about people like this and you think like on a different level, but yeah. he, was, he was amazing. And also you've got to say he's done the best uh, uh, cup draw live on, on air ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. Were you the impression? He <laughs> <laughs> was brilliant. I'd love so, to do that. How did it come about? I mean, you, you said it was through the charity. But yeah, the, the the owner of the charity, Dom, he knew a friend that knew him and then they just got talking and he wanted to try and see if he can get involved in, in our charity to do, obviously spread the word that what we're trying to achieve. Um, and he said, yeah, bring Marlon down um, because we've got a ball, um, boot hunger out. We just wanted to give it to the kids and to play with, but it's just led on to coaching and coaching the lads. And right. it was just amazing. Yeah, t- tell us a little bit about the charity, because I know it's, it's brilliant. Mm. Dom's Food Mission. Yeah, Dom Food Mission. Um, it's just a charity, a guy that I met, he came to me, messaged me and said like, what he wants to achieve. Um, and I went down and talked to him and he's just amazing. The way mm. he does it, he's just been relentless. Obviously, the last couple of years, he's been lottery funded, but before that, he was doing it with a job on his own feeding homeless people every night and day and including having a job and a wow. family and he's just literally wanted to help so many people schools and yeah. unfortunate kids he's in Hastings and yeah. there's not that much um, around there for that so he's just thought I'm going to do as much as I can and I think he's been doing it for like six, seven years now but just the last couple of years I've just joined him to try and push him on and try and help him as much as possible that's great God but bless people like that that's really good um, well not more important than that but Obviously, you're coaching the uh, the under ten team. Yeah. Have they got better since you've been coaching? They have, mate. They have. <laughs> oh, I loved go. it. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna say that. <laughs> no, they've been been fantastic. Obviously, 
I'll try and put another session on for is it, is it at his house or is it somewhere else that it, you're coaching? It is at his house. Right. Yeah. So he's got a massive Brilliant. 3G pitch yeah, in his house, so, yeah. which is yeah. phenomenal, which is which is nice for him to supply the, the team that he sponsors and he looks after. So his sons are in the team as well. Yeah. So it's just nice to go down there and, and give give them Them some 3Gs coaching tips ain't cheap as well, is they? No, they're not, mate. <laughs> no. it's, it's literally top of the range. Floodlights and everything. Yeah. It's, wow. it's phenomenal. Okay. Well, somewhere where uh, Rod Stewart probably would have had a concert is China. You done a, a, a stint in China, I did six indeed, months. I did um, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Is it Guangzhou RNF? Yeah, Guangzhou RNF. Guangzhou RNF. Yeah. Um, how'd that come about? Um, I think it was just a lady. She was a West Ham fan, and she was a, a agent at the same time. I finished at Blackpool, um, coming to my end of my contract, and Blackpool went down. So obviously they're not going to want to keep me on because of the wage structure. Yeah. Um, and then she came to me and said, do you fancy going to China? I was sort of at the end of my career. Yeah. How old was you? God, um, six years ago now, 35, 34. Wow. So wow. I mm. thought, yeah, why not? Yeah. And then she put the, obviously money does a bit of the talking as well. Yeah, yeah. So then I just went over there and what? it was phenomenal. What happened with, with, with the Chinese Super League? Because I remember about, about eight, eight, nine, ten years ago, they... Like, DDA went out, they didn't have some... I was there before that, that's what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. I, by the time I went... Pre-Super like League. Yeah, it was like an opening Pre-big for cash. everyone <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, so, are you saying you were the trailblazer, yeah? I was, mate. <laughs> Come on, man. I could. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish I went the time they went. Yeah, because yeah, the no. money that was thrown around, obviously coming to my end of a career, you just want to get as much yeah, money yeah. as possible to, to just uh, look yeah. after your family. Did you, did you see that um, being not sustainable? The money that was being tapped around and the players that was going there and the yeah. fees and the wages... Was, whilst you was there, I know you said you was that before, but could you see that it just wasn't going to last? No, yeah, definitely. Sorry, yeah. I, I couldn't see it lasting, but I could see them wanting to try and bring players over because the money in China is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But the Chinese are funny. Mm. They have very strange rules and and like respect factors and stuff like that. So yeah. if, if the, te- the, the players that go over to that team, if they're not winning, they won't pay you. Like, literally, it's just wow. like yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they're, if they're going over and they're getting paid this much money and they yeah. don't win the Super League or do something special, they're, they're in that mindset that we're not going to pay you or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. but the money that was talking about is just ridiculous money, to be fair. And I think they realised, like, yeah. this is not going to be going as far as we want it to go. The thing is, I think, like, so the China... It's a strange one, the Chinese Super League, because the fans, they watch the Premier League, don't they? Yeah. We, we, you know, they, that's what people... So yeah. they're trying to build their own league up, but the fact, it's, it's, so, it's a million miles away to get to the level of the Premier League. It's like, how much money can you have to throw it to yeah. compete? Like, they're, they're more... They're Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea fans, Man City, but their own league, to get the domestic league to that level, it's going to take... Yeah, a, a long, yeah. a long time. I was, was going to say that. So, so now they're obviously coming out, and it's, yeah. it's sort of falling by the wayside. But the mm. standard when you was there, well, what was the standard like? Standard you, you've was gone from not long yeah. playing Premier League football. I said Blackpool and that, but you hadn't yeah. long been playing Premier League. Yeah, football, the, so the lads were really fit. Really, the yeah. humidity and stuff yeah. like that, hotness. Obviously, you have to sustain that, and yeah, the, the yeah. fitness levels was on a different level. It's probably one of the fittest I've ever been. Wow, because of the training and the sweating and everything like that. Yeah. But um, the levels, the, they can play. They can play. I'll say it's our championship. Yeah. Definitely our championship. And then the players that they wanted to bring over, I would say they're trying to make it better. And yeah. Learn off the players yeah. and see what they're doing, trying to get everything involved. Yeah. But, but you can see it not going too far because they weren't the, um, the structure and the coaching. Cause obviously they're using Chinese coaches to coach yeah. English yeah. players and foreign players when you've got high level coaches coaching these lads and they're going over there to yeah. do, they want to keep that going. But yeah. I don't think it was sustainable for them to do that. And what about sort of, was it? 
home comforts here, going there, culture shock? Did it take time to adapt? It did take time. Um, because obviously they, they gave me an interpreter, a driver. I was in a hotel. Um, but I felt sorry for the team because obviously like away games like us, we go to away games and then go home. Yeah. They stay in a hotel for the whole season. So they get all their stuff. They had boxes in yeah. hotel rooms and they live wow. there. So I was living somewhere else and they yeah. were in the hotel. So what, I just said to what them. What about their families? I didn't really know because some only there was only about three or four really talked um, proper English. So yeah. I sort of get involved in them, but they yeah. lived because obviously China's massive. And yeah. We, yeah. we literally flew to every game. Right. So, like, all their families are, like, far away. So yeah. I was assuming that's what they had to do and yeah. live in a hotel and um, and stay there for the whole season. So I ended up staying with them in the hotel just to get with, you know, obviously, I like the team bonding and try yeah. and get to know the yeah. lads. Yeah. And to be fair, it worked and we, we did really well. We got promoted yeah. and won the league. Big, uh, big cultural differences over there. Like, yeah, 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 massively, massively. Everything was different really because going to dinner every day you have to go to dinner you have to wait in reception for the boss to come down mm. and then all the coaches before we can go into dinner and mm. then he'll come down and he'll just say shish your knee it's massive respect <coughs> and then yeah. you have to go into dinner come back out can't go upstairs until he's finished his dinner and that what well, we had to do that every day little things yeah. like that and when you're going out to the shops i had to go as a team because i couldn't really go out there as a as a black person really because they would look after me because obviously I can't speak Chinese and yeah. so I had to like wait for people to go around and buy stuff for me and it, it was yeah. it was good but at the same time it was it was hard was it, we, sorry well, I was going to ask that you said there about obviously being a black person playing abroad yeah. and you hear of you know racism in, in other countries but in, in China no problems or I had a problem oh, but really? that was well, just the banter between the lads because oh. yeah. <laughs> I was like we was out one night and um, one of the lads told me to say to something to some girl um, so I'm, me being me we were having a drink I said it to this girl and then she went off and then all of a sudden all these triads start coming over oh, no. and there's just a massive brawl and I'm in there and lucky the lads liked me. Right? Yeah. I hope they did because yeah. they, they stopped them from getting from me getting killed. Yeah. So there's like all oh, Chinese like really high pitch and like, well, we were yeah. joking and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, what happened there? They said, yeah. and then they told me what happened. So they stitched you up, told you, you said something. When you said yeah, just dressing room banter. Dressing room banter in China is the same oh, as in yeah. England. Yeah, same, same. But it cost me almost cost me my life. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's banner. It was, obviously, in the change, we do that to yeah. lads coming yeah, in who's yeah. obviously yeah, yeah. using swear words, like you go and tell someone to the gaffer or to yeah. off or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but obviously, yeah. they did it to me in, in China, which I didn't thought they had that banter about them because yeah. I thought they were just trying to get me to say something to help the other lads because I said, yeah. oh, she likes you. And I was like, oh, yeah. He said, okay, go and tell her that I like her and go and tell her this. And, then, and I told her and then ended up having a massive war. Wow. Like, Brilliant. Last thing you want. Well, look, we're going to go to a period in your uh, career, West Ham, 2003 to 2007. I played against you a couple of times um, did, during did. that spell. We had some good games, West Ham, Red, in, in, in them spells. It seemed like a time where you was really enjoying your football and playing some of the best football as well. Yeah, I did, I did. I, that goes with the dressing room as well, because we had some good boys in the dressing room. Mm. So your boy, Bobby, and everyone else, Nigel. Yeah. Pards formed a good formula in that dressing room that... Mm. that because of yeah. West Ham went down that year. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so that West Ham went down. Was that when you <coughs> jumped jump, yeah. jump ship? Jump ship. There was a, there was yeah. a few <laughs> jump <in> ship. <laughs> so, Excuse obviously, me. they've gone down. Yeah. You know, you've gone and then you just formed a good dressing room. You had a good, yeah. We've spoke about the dressing room before with yeah. Fraser and, yeah, and the West Ham yeah. lads, but was, that, that kept... 
that kept you boys together, yeah? Yeah, it did, it did. You felt good when mm. you got a dressing room like that. You just want to go out and play and because we used to go out together, have meals yeah. together. Yeah. Pars did well in that sense, like getting a, a lads that yeah. had a bit of character and want to enjoy their football and want to work really because mm. obviously when the team we had, people underestimated us at the time. But I think Pards installed to us that don't, don't be feared, let them fear you. Yeah. I think that was the, the method yeah. that we had because we used to go to teams and bully them. Yeah. I mean, you could tell that on and off the pitch. Powerful team they were. Yeah, mm. like, 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 and on and off. The, I remember yeah. seeing you, you, you guys out in the West End. That's what I mean. Powerful in, in the nightclub yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, like that, that gets you points for me. Yeah, like, yeah. that like that togetherness and team spirit. It really does get yeah. you collection. But you can see that now. The season. teams that are doing well, they've got a good team bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team spirit, or they look after each other on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. that that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, he was clever part in terms of. Players that he got in, and one of them was Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, I mean, we got mm. to say you linked up really well with Teddy's him. Wicked. What was he like to? First of all, what was he like to play with? But also yeah. in training, and now we looked after him. Because it's crazy. It's like when you're aura of players. Like, see, like growing up now, what we've done in our careers. It's like I'm in aura of you lot, but I wouldn't say it because this is me. Because what you've achieved in your career is just wicked. And I got that Teddy coming into our dressing room, and you see what he's done for his career, Man United, everywhere else. Yeah. And then I'm playing next to him. Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Teddy. Like. Yeah, so yeah, you really, you, I think in myself, what I, I felt, I wanted to do well. So when I'm listening to him, I wanted to implement what he's saying to me to do. Because oh, yeah. I went for a period without shoot, without scoring, and he was just like telling me loads of stuff and like just keep doing what you're doing yeah. and just when you're hitting the target, you're doing the time to worry is when you're not getting the chances. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah actually, no one's yeah, really said yeah, that to me. Yeah. Like, things like that. That's the so value think, of a senior player coming into like senior player coming into rooms. Like they passed their wisdom down over years. Is that like, yeah. and that's how English football was. Coaching was very limited. It was like like senior players would help the young lads mm. and you pick up uh, again yeah, I played Teddy yeah. I was in awe of Teddy when I, when I got into the England squad with him and he was still at, I think he was still at Man United Tottenham same yeah. thing Marlon like, he was like one of my my heroes growing up and then when you meet him and then he's he's a, he's a top man and, and what a player most, what I think still to this day one of the most under underappreciated oh, massively, English players yeah, massively yeah just what he's achieved and he set my first goal up yeah. Uh, in the Premier League um, against Aston Villa then obviously yeah. I went on to yeah. score a hat-trick yeah. just from him talking to me and yeah. take calm and take breaths when you're at a chance yeah. Brilliant. you score because he was yeah. renowned for having the first few yards in his head yeah. he's so yeah, clever yeah, yeah. he seems to just so just simplify so funny it's yeah. hard when you just say that like when, he weren't the quickest but he yeah. just He's just be in the place at the right time and yeah. slot things in it because if it was me, I'm thinking, oh, I got the pace to get there. Mm. But he's like yeah. already there yeah. to to slot that yeah. ball in, yeah. which is amazing. I remember, I remember talking to Teddy, <laughs> and he he, got, he actually got angry with me, got the ump, and um, it was on the England squad, and I was saying like. I just bantered him about not having any pace. Like, <laughs> like, and then um, and then he's gone. Um, gone what well, he did? Like, I used to run him behind, and I'm like. Ted, you never, you've never run in behind. Like, no, no, he said when he was at Millwall, yeah, Nottingham Forest, yeah. he was on the shoulder as well. He said, and I was like, okay. So I looked at some footage of him because you have to remember the Teddy that everyone was in prominence that we see him when he first went to Nottingham Forest and then to Tottenham the first time was 27, yeah. 28. Yeah, so yeah. he had 10 years before that at Millwall. He said when well, he was on the shoulder, banging in goals for fun. He was one of the most Tony complete... Cascarino, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the most complete players I've, I've played with. He was a brilliant player. It was wicked, mate. Yeah. So the year that you got promoted back yeah. to the Premier League, mm-hmm. you also got to the final of the FA, FA Cup. Cup. Is that right yeah, as well? Yeah. I mean, what a year that was. It was crazy, mate. Like I said, like, weird how it happened because Pards installed this into us because we went, we, to be fair, I had a final every time that year at West Ham. The years I was at West Ham, we went to a final. Yeah. So we missed out the first year, we lost. So we knew 
what we had to do to get to there. So, but I knew when we get to that final, we was going to win it. Yeah. yeah. So that was that. And then we went to the Premier League and then Pard's work, training was hard, worked us all together. We still had the same sort of teams. <coughs> Excuse me. Then he added to it and bringing like Bobby Zamora, Dean mm. Ashton, mm. everyone like that is like coming in. It was, it was crazy, man. Yeah. And the dressing room was just buzzing. And then, and then obviously what about the FA Cup run? Because you scored. Yeah, the, the, the goal. goal with the to semi-final. Get us. I remember watching it at home and uh, Villa Park, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, Villa, it was crazy. What was mate. that like? What was that feeling like to score that goal to go? Yeah, what's this? Obviously, players always talk. It's indescribable. Is, right? it, is it literally like a schoolboy dream? Is it like something that you dreamt of as a kid? Yeah, when you're watching TV, it's like, oh, I wish I can do that. And then you're actually on the other side of the, the foot doing it. Like, you can't describe that yeah. actually, like, I did this. Yeah. All the fans are going crazy. They were talking about it because people, loads of people talk about it now. Yeah. And I'm like, thank God, touch wood, that that was me, yeah. and I've, I've, I've achieved yeah. something like that in my career to to make people want to go to finals, enjoy the moments, and you can tell how. Like obviously, we talk about yeah. Teddy Sheeran and stuff when he in the final when he yeah. does things like I wonder yeah. what goes through his mind. Yeah, and and making that happen, and it's yeah. like my my, my dream yeah. to do yeah. that. Well, we see the reactions because you broke down in tears, I think, at the final Mate, whistle. it was crazy. And that, it was that just, just emotions. All the emotions, everything the going through. The, yeah. the build-up to that game mm. and all, all the lads talking about the fans because West Ham fans are just absolutely passionate. They, yeah. they made me the person I was at West Ham just by the how they was and what they want to achieve and it just just makes you want to go out there and do well for them. Yeah. You, um, you're so well thought of by the West Ham fans, not just because of your ability and what you've done for the club scoring that goal because I think like that moment when you... When you played with passion, so when you broke down and, you know, the fans relate to that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, of course. My pals, West Ham fans, and, um, like, they, 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 they still talk about that today. Like, that cup final mm. just still grates them. Yeah, okay. That's all they want. Skalo- that's all West Ham yeah. fans want. Yeah. They want, like, they want, yeah. they want so, to be there. Yeah. Trophies, isn't it? Yeah, they do. They do. I can see it. But, obviously, hopefully, um, this year's been fantastic for them. So, hopefully, they can get something at the end of this. Yeah, I mean, they're doing brilliant. So, look, we're going to stick on this because we're going to go on to what really happened um, and we're going to pick a moment from your past and we want to go more about it. So, we're going to go back to the 2006 okay. FA Cup final. Okay. Probably one of the most memorable cup mm. finals in the past 20-odd years. Yeah. yeah. It had everything. What was it like to be to be involved in it and play a part in it? City, seriously. We, we was... I think we was too confident, not going into the game, but mm. just... Um, before everything, when we was talking, the fans yeah. at the hotel, because Pards loved the fans getting involved and talking like that. But then when, when I started walking out onto the pitch, I was like, bloody hell, this is getting, this is real now. <laughs> this is like, this is getting all real. Everyone's yeah. shouting and standing there and we're looking and I think, oh God, we're, we're getting going now. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it felt so good. And then we went 2-0 up and I'm looking at Dean, Dean Ashton. I'm like, no, we're winning the fucking. We're going to win this. Like we're going to win this. It was buzzing. You're up against Liverpool. Yeah. Now a formidable Liverpool team. Yeah. Steeped in history. Yeah. A load of trophies. Before Champions you go into the Champions League winners. Before we, you go into that yeah. game. Yeah. Are you thinking we can have them? <clears throat> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because we we didn't fear anyone. It was weird. Our dressing room was just like they're, they're going to fear us, which the first twenty minutes showed. Showed. Yeah. So they was like in awe of us, and then all of a sudden at half time they had to. Obviously, a few of the lads took off their flashy boots and put some real boots on. So, so then what was it like being 2 and up? You say there, I just cut you short, you was 2 and up, you're looking around, are you looking at the, like, like the boys going, oh, like we're 2 and up? Yeah, yeah massively. Wow. It, it's weird. It's a weird feeling, because obviously, like you just say, like, we're in the FA Cup final, yeah. we're winning, mm. we can win this, we can mm. change history, West Ham's history. 
Um, but then all of a sudden, a few people put their capes on and, yeah. and it just all, it all changed. One man in particular. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say that. Steve Gerrard was like a man possessed that day, it was, wasn't mate. he? It was I scary. Mean, do you look back at it and just think, why didn't someone just take him out and just clean him out? I suppose you couldn't get near him. When he was that for, just formidable. Go. Lionel Scaloni, the Argentina yeah, manager, now he's taken him to the World Cup. He was wasn't he the one who yeah, should have yeah, cleared? I felt sorry for him. Really did yeah. feel sorry for him. But it's one of the things. I think I would have done the same thing because you mm. just it, you you ain't thinking. So mm. he's just the ball's bounced to him, and he's just booted it, not like booted it out of play or mm. booted it as far as you can, like to the keeper or something like. He's just booted it. So then it's bouncing back, and it, then they're playing, and it's bouncing. So one of the, so it's last minute, they're throwing it back in. It bounce, bouncing back out to Stevie Gerrard, and then a normal person will get the ball and put it wide to get it in the box. This guy goes to shoot half volley, and it just hovers across the wall. And he says he was tired. Who does that when you're tired? No. Yeah, you said so, that was the last thing you had left in the tank, wasn't obviously it? Obviously, everyone it. talks about Scaloni, but it's the moments. There's loads of moments mm, doing coaching. Yeah, there's yeah, loads yeah. of moments before that yeah. to ha- make that happen. Yeah, I don't mean to stitch him up about it. I just, it, just that... No, you're not. Like, you that, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, like... <laughs> that, you can't win the World Cup or something. Minds, right? Definitely, definitely. Nah, I just remember... I remember... I remember Obviously, I'm sitting there. I'm at Chelsea at the time, but I'm back in West Ham massively. And yeah. I'm like... I'm watching it I'm on the box. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, We've all done it. Listen, I've made mistakes for goals, but bloody hell. Yeah. You, you talk about moments. There, there, was, a, there was a chance that fell to you in, the last in extra, minute. Extra, yeah. extra time. I knew he was going to bring that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that's going to come. This is, well, this is what yeah, defines yeah, players. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. what, yeah. what, what <clears> I want to know, in that moment, yeah. right, it's the FA Cup final. Are all these thoughts running through your head? It's the FA Cup final. It's the last minute. It's to win the game. It's to take the trophy home. Yeah. You know, does that run through your head in a yeah, second? Yeah, of course. Would it run through yours? Mm. It runs I've through never any been that situation. <laughs> it runs through any player's mind. Because I think it was the last 10, 15 minutes, I, I, I hurt my foot and then it got swollen. Later on, I knew I, I broke my fifth metal tarsal. So we had no more subs. What, during the game? So I'm like, I'm limping around. I'm just limping. Um, the game's going on. I'm just mm. walking around limping. We have a corner, yeah, and like last seconds. So I'm like limping around. So I've managed to limp, get all the way to the to the box. So I'm thinking, being a big lad, you just stand at the back post. So mm. you, someone's going to mark me, bringing a defender, a big lad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the lads can do it. So I'm at the back post, thinking, okay. So the corner's coming in, and I see the ball's coming round, coming round, and it's coming round to me. Yeah, I'm like. Okay, so I'm li- literally balls bounce down and I just swing my peg leg and I missed it. But that moment there sticks in every West Ham's memory than, than the whole game. Yeah. The, the extra yeah. time and everything. Yeah. So there's like eight goals in that game. Yeah. And people, oh. that, that moment sticks in people's minds, yeah. which yeah. is crazy. Oh, mate, yeah. all, all, um, I think all footballers miss, I've missed chances in big games in, in, in cup finals. Yeah. <clears throat> it stays in my head. I sometimes sit there and think of, Get that little feeling, be lying there in bed at night, and I'll just go back to like yeah. maybe I miss one in the Champions League final or the uh, FA Cup title. And it's like, oh, just like, oh, just I'm get not, your head over it, Joe. Just, I'm not going to lie, I, if I connected, I, I could have changed a whole That's different, I mean. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't cross my mind really. I just tried to swing it just to make any connection. Mm. What was the dressing room like at the end? I mean, I can imagine it was low, but was, yeah, it, was you no, thinking was more just... about losing it in general or was your thing, are you thinking about the chance that you missed? I mean, what... Yeah, like I had loads of things because I'm, I'm penalty taker. So if my leg was better, I'm usually first penalty taker. So then the dynamics of that would have changed. Yeah. And then if I didn't 
obviously break my foot, <clears throat> how would it have been during the game? Loads of moments. Mm. Obviously, Scaloni, looking yeah. at him, he's crying his eyes out yeah. because obviously he knows what's happened because he's mm. a professional kicking the ball out. He should have kicked it somewhere else and just loads of moments in that, in that dressing room. We were just all heads down and obviously cherishing what's just happened. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk Premier League. Uh, talking to West Ham, they take on Chelsea this weekend. Joe, yeah. David Moyes just keeps going from strength to strength yeah. to strength. I mean, uh, what is he doing there? Well, I've been lucky enough since to go down there. I think interview a few of the lads the last few weeks, and I, I said it. I think on on the live broadcast, yeah. it's the the best atmosphere I've seen at that club ever. I've been popping in and out over the twenty years. Obviously, yeah. played there a long time, but the way he's just got the, the whole the whole dressing room is is behind him, talking to his coaches, and he he, he was singing the praises of all of his squad. Mm-hmm. You know, he was you know he was really welcoming to me, which is. You know, sometimes ex-players come mm. to the dressing room. You, when you're in media, you get pushed aside. But he was brilliant with me. I had a chat with Piercy, uh, Kev Nolan, the boys yeah. that we've that I've, um, played with. And um, mate, it's, I know they've um, the result against Wolves wasn't ideal. Yeah. But then they bounced back. I just think I think they've 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 um, just it's, um, what he's done is incredible. Yeah. Since, honestly, brilliant, yeah. brilliant job. You got a chance top four. Yeah, you, you go down there quite a lot as an ambassador role. You're, you're, yeah, you're yeah, there, yeah. Aren't you? Just um, echoing what Joe's just said there, it, it's, it's phenomenal what he's done. It, mm. I think it works as well that you had a he's had a first stint there, yeah. so he's yeah. gone away and realised what mm. he needs to do if he needed to get rid of a few players because yeah. he knew what players influence other players because you can tell that atmosphere now there. Yeah, just phenomenal, and it shows on the pitch because the West Ham of old. They were the, if they go down a goal, that, that yeah. game was finished. Mm. But yeah. it seemed they've got a bit more grit in their teeth to know yeah, the belief yeah, that yeah. they can go and yeah. win this game yeah. and to carry on. Yeah. And defensively, they've been solid. Um, yeah. So that helps, obviously. Crazy's been that way, but mm. it's just nice to have someone else with him that can be be a forceful. T- talking of grit, Chelsea, wasteful, wasn't that against United on the weekend? They can was. you see him going down to West Ham and, and getting a result, bouncing back? I can see him bouncing back. He's just seems I've watched every game under Tuchel, and just like you can't help but be mesmerised by what mm. he does. I'm looking at. The, I'm watching. I went to the game. Oh, oh I know. Uh, I had a great seat, and I'll see the, 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 the like. They bossed the game mm. against United. They were so the, the system. The, the sum of the parts was it. The system's more than any other player. And and Man United really hanging on in the stats yeah. were ridiculous. Like twenty four shots yeah. to three. But just watch that game. But clinical. Timo missed a few. Zh Zh looked a little bit um, anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Matt, the good, the positive thing for me was Mount coming back on. He looked strong again. He's had his little rest at the team, little injury comeback. I think he'll play. I think Havertz coming back in. Chelsea had a lot of injuries as well in this spell, and they yeah. carried on winning. Lukaku come on the pitch again. So I I, I, I think. Chelsea will obviously be the favourites because this team, I think, is a incredibly well oiled yeah, machine. Yeah. But it's going to be two teams top of their game. Yeah, I think it could be game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I think it could be a good game. To be fair, Baz, you're one of your former teams, Newcastle. Mm. They take on Burnley, which is already a relegation, mm. you know, scrap, isn't it? Are we are we potentially seeing one of the richest football clubs in world football going into the championship? Yeah, it's hard because obviously. When you say stuff, it's people quotes, but Newcastle have put themselves in this position. Mm. So it, it's going to be really hard for them to get out of it. But I think they need it to, obviously, like, 
they need it to start again to know mm. what they, where they want to go. Do you think it could be a blessing in disguise if they go? I, I think so. I don't want them to. No, but yeah, but I could think be a good thing. Yeah, because I think well, they need to because I, I don't think they're going to come out of where they are now because it's going to take a lot yeah. to come out of and because the teams above them are stronger and better than what they mm. are now. And to go 14 games, is it, without a win? Yeah. It, it's hard to find a win. And plus, obviously, getting a draw at Norwich, they're the games that they want yeah. to be winning. They're in a period of, of time now where it, whether they go down or whether they stay up, it's almost irrelevant because yeah. losing the money is not a problem. Yeah. Saudis have come in, so even if they're down, it, all right, it might delay the whole project by a year. But so I think it's irrelevant. And I'm a little bit more positive than Marlon. I watched him. I did the Arsenal-Newcastle game. And I watched them, and they wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination, but there were glimpses in Eddie Howe's team. Like They, they looked like a good organisation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also, I think with St. Maximum and Callum Wilson, I think they got goals in them. So I'm a little bit more positive. Mm. I think they win on Saturday <coughs> against Burnley. Yeah. I think that's actually better the weekend. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they, they would have won against Norwich if it wasn't for, for, for Kieran Clark's mistake. So... Yeah, but I, I, could, I, like, I know what you're saying, but I... I can't see him winning really? the game, yeah, because wow. the, the teams they're playing, like Burnley are doing well, yeah. so they're, they've got a strong, yeah. he's got them playing really well, and they, they like scoring goals, and Newcastle struggle from the, the, need, the defensive mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Like obviously, any team, when you go in there as a manager, you want to make sure you're not leaking goals. They can't stop, people, mm-hmm. they can't stop leaking goals. Yeah. So and Burnley are strong, and they're going to yeah. be throwing things in their box, left, right and centre, so yeah. it'd be a tough it's game be for a them. a tough game. What what sort of talent do you think that they can get yeah. if, they, if they get if they go if they go down into the championship? What sort of players can they recruit to come and you know start that project God, again? That, or or a... even in January, it's t- both windows would be mm. tough. Yeah, way. massively. But they've got the money to do it. But it's just it's, it's a good question, really. Like, but money talks really massively at the yeah. end of the day. So if they're looking to get a player in and saying we're going to offer you this. And then if you keep us in the Premier League for this, so they, they will attract mm. a, a quite huge amount of players, especially if what, where it's been going over the last two years with COVID and contracts and stuff like that. So if, if Newcastle willing to get top players in and willing to give them the money, I, I, I can't see them not mm-hmm. coming. Um, be tough to go so, there as a player in January. Tough to go if, you, if you're a top player. It's tough to go yeah, because because yeah. as well you think of the shopping list they're going to have. You know, I've just thrown two names that I've seen linked to them like Icardi and Aaron Ramsey, top players yeah. playing for PSG and Juventus, used to playing in well well functioning teams of world class players. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go for all the money in the world, intense as purposes, going to go to a relegation battle in the northeast of England? Yeah. So. It's going to be tough to get picked. One thing, one thing for sure, we don't know what's happening with Newcastle, but no. I'm certainly, the one thing I do know will happen, there'll be a lot of money squandered. But yeah. Yeah, that, they're going to have to. They're going to have to throw money at it. Yeah, to bring players in. I mean, their odds, so. their odds aren't great. They're four to seven to go, to go down. So yeah. form probably dictates that. But yeah. if, you look at, if you look at the Champions if they do go down and they do rebuild, you look at what mm. Wolves done in terms yeah. of recruiting Neves. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then, you know, obviously there's obviously yeah. a large part of it of... The way they was run in terms yeah. of their business, yeah, uh, that that could be it could be a blessing in disguise for Newcastle, no? But it could be, Sid. But again, I just think any any connotation of what happens this season, whether they get relegated, uh, there's a group of players that get brought in, or they stay up. I just think whichever way I look at it, they're gonna they're gonna throw money at, and money will be squandered. Yeah, but one definitely. thing's for sure: when you got that much money, because history dictates over the last fifty years in football, if teams with money 
generally yeah. win things, do well, you know, because you get there in the end. Yeah. Sometimes it goes really quick, like it was at Chelsea. Roman came in the door and it w- worked really well. Yeah. Sometimes it managed to take a little bit longer. And in some clubs, you know, it's going to take even longer than that. Yeah. But I think Newcastle, it will happen. I think going down just delays the process by a year. Do you think Eddie Howe is the right man for the job <clears throat> long term? L- long term? Well, I mean, to, to get, to, get to, to keep him up and to go. I'm not mm. just to Eddie, because um, he's a fantastic coach. I've mm. loved he worked through, through the years and what he's doing. But what Newcastle want to achieve, he won't be the man for that job because mm. the people, the, the players that will be coming in, like the ways that we're talking about, top players, they're going to need like philosophies to be in Champions Leagues in Europe. And uh, mm. I'm not, not just, um, I hope he does do that mm. as a manager and he, he proves me wrong or proves yeah. other people wrong um, but Newcastle they if they're going to be putting big money and they're going to need a big manager so if, he stay, if they stay up and he's done a, a tremendous job he's, you feel like he's still got a, a point to prove all the time yeah. I'm 100% I think he's the, he is the perfect manager there's, there's, there's a, for them I think he'll t- I think he's the perfect manager to take them all the way up to becoming a Champions League team mm. I think and then wow I really rate, I really yeah. rate Eddie Howe. And it, like I said, I've, I, I see them play, I've seen them play twice under Eddie, because mm. I did, I did the analysis, because we were preparing for the Newcastle, um, Arsenal game. And I've already seen signs of him implementing what he wants to do. I think he's, he, I think he understands the championship. He understands the Premier League. Um, he's young. Yeah, but you're going to need, you're going to need, he understands that, but you're going to need players to sustain that. Mm. Um, and you need top players. And mm. with top players, you need a top manager. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Every top, club. Talking to top players, top manager. Wolves, they've had a pretty solid start, haven't they, to the season mm-hmm. under the new manager, Bruno Large. They face Liverpool. Can you see Wolves getting anything against them or is Liverpool too strong at the moment? Wolves Wolves are a, a weird team. Mm. Weird mm. at the moment because so, sometimes you see them, they look really strong. Like, yeah. When they're going forward and the chances that they get and they, they play solidly. But then other games you think, oh, what's, what, what went wrong? What's happened? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so Wolves, 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 are at Wolves are at home. So they've got a, yeah. So got a great chance because mm. obviously the atmosphere there would be, mm. would be jumping against a team like that. So yeah. The Wolves have got a great chance. Well, let's give you some coral odds. If you think that Wolves will come back from a goal behind and beat Liverpool, Coral will give you odds of 28 to 1. Burnley are 16 to 1 to beat Newcastle 2-0. Uh, and if you think Chelsea will beat West Ham 3-1, Coral will give you odds of 14 to 1. Oh, wow. So, that's pretty interesting. Generous. Christmas. It is generous, there, isn't it? Christmas for Coral. Uh, Joe, Man United, there's a new manager at the wheel. Was it the right decision to to part with Oli Gunnar at the time? I think it was the right decision. I think you, I think Oli's press conference when he left, I thought showed a, showed the human side of him, showed a lot of dignity. I think, and he's been a class act throughout. Yeah. I think you know you step into as a manager, you step into that role, and you know that there's going to be scrutiny. You know there's going to be criticisms from mm. fans, pundits, media. You know. You know, but I think he's held himself so well. But it was the right time to go, and obviously, this Ralph Rang- Rangnick character is he's an enigma. I mean, every job for the last four years in this country, he's been in the, the betting, running for it. So he's he's well thought of. And I looked at his. I, I mean, I, I must admit, I don't know a great deal about him, City, but I've mm. read about him, and I've you know, he's more of a director of football role, yeah. mm. which su- suggests to me that that he's coming in. And he's going to be behind, eventually going to step back behind the scenes and yeah. try and play this Leipzig <coughs> model or a form of it 
into the Manchester United. Now, I know all about the Red Bull model because playing in America, they had the New York Red Bulls, and, and so I know this style of play that, that, that this strangles team, you, you know, and you recruit with youth, pace, energy, energy. Yeah. Yeah. hence the reason right. possibly why Michael Carrick thought possibly leaving Ronaldo on a bench. I don't think you can have three of Pogba, Bruno and Ronaldo on the pitch and play that brand of football. Yeah. That is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So Ronaldo, Bruno got the nod and he got the captain's armband against Chelsea, which was interesting. So I just think huge change. Mm. Uh, you know, they spent all that money on all these top class players, dished out contracts and now this new guy's going to come in if we look at history, he's going to want to bring a certain type of player in and there's going to have to be another round of recruitment at Manchester mm, United to yeah. get to this. But, yeah. Yeah, spot on, Joe, spot on. Do you, do you see it being this a long-term project? Yeah, or but can you see something happening managers ain't got long-term project time to, yeah. to do that. He's coming in at a time where Man United are at the lowest. So he's literally going to have to try and get them all going, get them all working, which you thought mm. would have been a normal procedure. Mm. So I really did felt sorry for, for Oli because mm. he, he has mm. done really, really well and um, carried himself really well. Mm. He could have called out so many people, do what he did, but he mm. stood proud and obviously with Man United in his heart, he, he done fantastic. Um, the really underrated him, really. Cool, mate, sorry. Really underrated him in respect of even his interview. Like, who does things like that? Mm. That 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 shows the character of the man that he was. And obviously now it's going to be very very interesting to see how Man United reacted to this to this gaffer because yeah. he the the way he plays, you need to work. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how how well the lads take to him. Yeah, I mean, when he cried, was that sort of ill advised? I don't think no, that's, I don't, I don't think, think so. he's human. He's, he <laughs> he's stepped so. away from it. Yeah, I've been a bit cold hearted there. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> but it's, 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 I don't think so. Cause it, it's, it's one of them jobs that you don't want to lose. But he's, the way he's gone about it, because the, the stick that he's got, come on, yeah, yeah, it's been ridiculous. Yeah. And then to, to go the way he's gone, mm. I think I think that he would have shed a bit of a tear. I think human. Sorry, I think it humanized him. And I think we. I listened to Gareth Southgate do a Q and A. And he said that he was asked the question, what was the hardest part of his, his job? He said mm. the fact that everyone, every man and his dog thinks that they could can pick a better team yeah, than yeah, you. Yeah. He said, and I think Ollie was guilty of that. He said there's a lot of people in the players in the media um, that w we've all got opinions on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so then that job is such a hot seat, you know, and yeah. I think he, I just think he handled, I just think he handled himself so well. Very well. Mm. Right. Speaking of Man United, they take on Crystal Palace on Sunday, Old Trafford. They uh, are the main focus of the Coral Super Series game. So I'm going to ask you both four questions. It's Old Trafford, Man U versus Crystal Palace. Who will win the game? I'm going Crystal Palace. Palace away yeah. at Man U. Yeah. Wow. Man U. Man U. Uh, who will score the first goal? Depends who starts here for United. I know. You're going for a Palace win. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's not so hard because going back to Man United, he's got, obviously always got a point to prove mm -hmm. when he goes there and he always plays well when he goes there. So yeah. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. First the, goal. The main man, Ronnie. Ronnie back. Ronnie. You reckon he'll Ronnie. start? Yeah, he'll start. Uh, this is a funny one. How many corners? How many corners? Yeah. Um, I'd say there'd be a fair few. Um, I'm not a betting man. I don't do really bets like this. So I'm just going to go for uh, for the whole game, yeah? Yeah. 20? 
20 corners. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the highest we've had. Yeah, is it? 11. You're going to go for <laughs> You're a baker 11. for 11 again. 11. Uh, and last one, how many players will get carded? How many players? Yellow uh, or reds? I'd say seven. <laughs> Which is what a great game. You've mother for it. Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah. game. They're going to yeah. be a few tackles flying in, yeah. I hope so. It should be. Coley? Two. 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 Cards, yeah. Two cards. I'll tell you what, I always no, dominate. I'm so going, you do a lot, yeah? I'm going on Sunday. I'm taking my boy, so I hope I get the game that Martin's taking. <laughs> yeah, lot definitely. You. I would have thought so. People at home, remember, you can play along. Just head over to coral.co.uk. Answer the questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please, please gamble responsibly. Um, Mazza. Thanks ever so much for coming in. It's been an absolute Absolutely. pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. What's been going on at the minute? So, cars, cars for the stars. You're doing luxury, yes, yes. luxury My stuff. Company AC13 is yes, doing really well. Just keep plugging away, yeah. helping all the lads out, and obviously Joe blogs now. It's just uh, it's fantastic. I'm enjoying it. And West Ham, are you are you at the game yeah, tonight and Saturday? Yeah, yep. so yeah. be interesting to see how they get on against Chelsea. Obviously, we're talking about it, so it's nice. Can't wait for Saturday. We've got Franco Zola in the studio, so... Oh, wow. Oh, what like, yeah, is. I'm just going to be proper nervous what there. Like, what a player. Yeah. Did he manage you at West Ham? No, I left at the yeah, time. Yeah. Colton speaks very highly of him. Everyone's, everyone in the game speaks. Gentlemen. Yeah. Gentlemen, yeah. Well, talking gentlemen, you two, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much. Uh, remember to find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast from. You have been listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to All To Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.